Amen. Well, it's great to be in the house of the Lord this evening. If you have your Bibles, you can open up to Hebrews chapter 11. What do veins do? And the definition we're going with tonight is they convey blood from various parts of the body to the heart. Now, this might sound like a strange question, but I felt like the Lord gave me this question, and so we're going to run with it tonight. What have we been shooting into our veins lately? When I heard it, I was like, okay, I'll get up here and I'll say that. And I know many images come into your mind right now, and we're just going to allow the Spirit to speak tonight. But I believe the Lord would say to us tonight, and we know it's true, that what we shoot into our veins affects health, it affects flow, and it affects function. The veins are the avenues that take blood to the heart and various parts of our bodies. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 11, verse 6, we know it well in this house, but without faith, it is impossible to please Him. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. If our faith level is low, could it be because of unholy addiction? If our faith level is low, could it be that we are shooting the wrong things into our veins? The wrong things are being carried to the heart. The wrong ideas, the wrong ideals, the wrong words carried to the heart. If our faith level is low, could it be that what we've got flowing through our veins is actually killing our health, killing our flow, killing our function? Now Psalm 37, verses 30 to 31 in the message, listen to these words. Righteous chews on wisdom like a dog on a bone, rolls virtue around on his tongue. His heart pumps God's word like blood through his veins. His feet are sure as a cat's. I'd just like to say tonight that one way we can ensure our faith level stays high is by getting God's word pumping through our veins. That God's Word is continually being applied to the heart. It's continually entering the heart. God's Word. His promises. Taking up the promises of God. Taking up the truths of God. Taking up the realities of God. And shooting them into us every day. We need to speak into our lives, don't we? Speak into our lives the promises of God. The truths and the realities beyond the surface and into the bloodstream so that every part of our body is rightly affected. How do we do this? How do we take up the Word of God? Well, we can take up chapters like Hebrews 11, and we get the words pumping in our veins. We take them in until they begin to move through our entire being, and soon our insides are affected, and soon our extremities are affected, and soon even the appearance of our skin is altered and affected. We read verses like Hebrews 11:7. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, 
Whatever God's called you to do, if you would take Hebrews chapter 11 just for one, one example, and begin to shoot this into you, begin to get this into you, into your heart. Listen to these words, verse 7, by faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Verse 11, by faith Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Verses 17 and 18, by faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called. Verses 24 to 27. By faith Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. God give us this spirit. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater than riches. Esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Wow. For he looked to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he ended, or he endured, as seeing him who was invisible. We read verse 30. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. We need to take up these scriptures. We need to take up the Word of God and we need to get it into us. We need to have those avenues, the veins of our lives, whatever that looks like, however the Spirit will use that tonight and speak tonight. We need to get the Word of God flowing into our heart every day. The promises of God, the realities of God, the truths of God. When faith is flowing in the veins of God's people, inhibitions are cast off. Fears are cast off. Doubts are cast off. Anxieties are cast off. Courage rises up. Verses 32 to 35. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah. Also of David and Samuel and the prophets. Who through faith subdued kingdoms. Worked righteousness. Obtained promises stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised again to life. You know, when we are going through things, and even when we're not going through things, when we're entering into things, they're coming out of whatever it is, we cannot go without the Word. We cannot go without the truths and the promises of God. And I know we hear messages like this all the time that we need to read the Bible, but can we see tonight just how important it really is to get those truths inside of us because the enemy would like to shoot other things into us, into the veins of our lives, the veins of our living the veins of our relationships, things that will get to our heart. We have to protect our heart. When the going gets tough, what are we going to do? 
We don't forsake the Word. We run to the Word. When we're facing things, though we have a promise from God, what are we going to do? We have to continue to take that promise. We have to hold on to that promise. We need to speak that promise over ourselves and into ourselves. Hebrews 12, verses 1 to 3 in the message. Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on, it means we better get on with it. Strip down and start running and never quit. No extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus. This is how we are to live. Who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it because he never lost sight of where he was headed. You think of what Jesus faced. I wonder if Jesus ever had to speak to himself. I wonder if he had to get faith flowing in his veins. You know the enemy was after his heart. The heart of all hearts. He had to protect his heart. He had to speak into himself the promise of God, the promise of his Father. Study how he did it. He never lost sight of where he was headed, that exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor right alongside God. When you find yourselves flagging in your faith, maybe you're here tonight flagging in your faith. It doesn't mean you're questioning Christianity. You just might be low on faith level tonight. If you find yourself flagging in your faith, go over that story again, item by item. That long litany of hostility he plowed through, that will shoot adrenaline into your souls. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. And that's not just some cute little slogan. We need to be those that keep our eyes on Jesus. We need to study Jesus. We need to go over the story again and again, item by item. We take up the stories in the Word of God. Let's not ever tire of the stories. Let's take them up. It's the living Word of God. And as we bring it into ourselves, as we speak it into ourselves, take up the promises of God that He's spoken over your life. Take those up as well and speak them into yourself. Until it's the only thing flowing into your heart. We have to be so careful with what we allow into our heart. How quickly the wrong things can turn, can turn deadly. Hebrews 11.6, but without faith it is impossible to please him. Impossible. Why that word? <laughs> well, first off, it leaves no one in the dark concerning what the Lord expects and wants. He's looking for faith. The message, it's impossible to please God apart from faith. And why? Because anyone who wants to approach God must believe both that he exists and that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. And so, 
I just want to say tonight that God wants us to believe He is actually real, that He is active, that He is alive. God wants us to believe that He cares enough to respond, that He cares enough to open up the way, that He cares enough to see this through, that He cares enough to light our path, to establish our steps, that He cares enough to get us in the right place at the right time. This is how we need to view God, not questioning His character, how it must break His heart when we question His character, when we question His motive, question His way, question His timing question his placement at the moment. I wonder how many days are lived with the wrong belief system. I wonder how many prayers are prayed with the wrong belief system. I wonder how many words are received with the wrong belief system. How many prophetic words are received with the wrong belief system. I wonder how many homes are filled with the wrong belief system. I wonder how many marriages have succumbed to the wrong belief system. I wonder how many bodies have taken hold of the wrong belief system. Hebrews 11:6 in the Passion Translation, and without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith knowing that He is real, and that he rewards the faith of those who give all their passion and strength into seeking him. The J.B. Phillips New Testament, the man who approaches God must have faith in two things. First, that God exists. And secondly, that it is worth a man's while to try and find God. I love how that reads. Now you've heard me say this before. Does faith make things easy? No. Faith makes things possible. I think of all those in Hebrews chapter 11. Oh yeah, that was real easy, wasn't it? Go build an ark, Noah. Piece of cake. Got this. Go offer up your son. Faith doesn't make things easy. Faith comes by what? Hearing. And hearing, we take in the Word of God because God is not a man that He should lie. When God promises, we can rely on that promise. We can stand on that promise. And so we take that and that fuels faith and faith begins to move in us and faith gets to the heart. And the heart so affects our living, we understand that. The flow, the function, the action. This is where and when things start to move, when we get the right thing flowing to the heart. We get the promises of God and the truths of God and the realities of God flowing to the heart. Luke chapter 1, 
verses 30 to 37. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and she'll call his name Jesus. Listen, if anyone should have struggled with a promise, it should have been Mary. With the greatness of a call, the pressure, the questions, the unknown. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth the Son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. You know, I wonder if Mary had to shoot the word into her veins over and over again. I wonder if she had to take that promise in the early stages and over and over again. And even, even as the stages progressed, the months went on, she just had to speak that word over and over and over again into her life. To allow it to get into her heart. Imagine the pressures she faced. Imagine the voices she faced. The questions she faced. The looks but she had a word from the Lord. She had a promise. She had a calling upon her life. The enemy would come, but no, there was something now so strong inside of her. Flowing into her heart, the word, the promise of God for her life. That nothing could sway her resolve. For she knew full well that with God nothing will be impossible. We need to get to that point in our life. When we take in the promises of God, when words are spoken over us, when God has declared a future over our lives, that we don't let anything sway us. When pressures come, trials come, walls like the walls of Jericho stand before us, whatever it might be, a giant stands in the way of our destiny. We need to take the word of God and we need to speak it into us until it flows to the heart and all those things that are not right are flushed out. Without faith, it is impossible to please God, the Word says. Luke 138, Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. We need this spirit. And we so need this confession. We take the word that God has spoken over us. The word that God has spoken and we get it into us, and we continue to get it into us until it is the thing pumping inside of us, the promises of God flowing to the heart, the truths of God flowing to the heart, the realities of God flowing to the heart until they affect everything. The flow and function of our life, 
until it affects our lips, our eyes. It affects every part of who we are. It affects every part of our living. This is what partnering with God looks like. Now, we need to understand tonight that faith is our job. Faith is our response. Yes, the Lord helps our faith and inspires our faith, but we have to fight the good fight of faith, and we have to maintain our faith. If faith levels are low, we have a responsibility, don't we? Stir yourself up in the most holy faith. Stir yourself up in the most holy faith. So when we're feeling low, we're feeling the drag of life. Time is having its way with us. Walls are standing in front of us. A giant is standing, whatever it is tonight. We need to get faith flowing inside of us. We need to stir ourselves up in the most holy faith. You know, one way you stir yourself up is you start to read the word and you just drink it in. And you get it inside of you. You shoot it inside of you until it's flowing to your heart, until it grips your heart, until it arrests your heart. How else do we do it? Well, we know prayer. Stir yourself up in the most holy faith. We get together with brothers and sisters that encourage us that shoot the word into us. Stir yourself up in the most holy faith. We know in the worship service, my, how the Lord ministers to us, doesn't he? Soon faith starts to rise. And the flow and function of our life is drastically different. You know when someone's blood sugar level is low, they need to get sugar into them immediately. And i just like to say tonight that we can't wait and let our levels get so low that recovery may not be possible. We can't wait. As soon as you feel that it, it starts to slip even a little bit, we need to run to the Word. It's amazing. Some Christians, and we, you know, we just talk about simple things like reading the Bible, days, weeks, even months without actually cracking the book for themselves, without taking any promises into their lives. They come to church services and they're preached at. The message is shared, but God is calling us to get into the book, calling us to take in his promises, his truths, and his realities. You can have the worship team return tonight. Those words in Psalm 37 in the message. His heart pumps God's word like blood through his veins. Wow. In verse 31 in the New King James Version, it reads, None of his steps shall slide. If we get the right thing pumping like blood through our veins, pretty soon we're walking an unshakable walk. None of our steps slide. Each step, the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. We need to get faith flowing inside of us. 
We need to drive out the unbelief. Perhaps there's someone here tonight that just needs to hear that. I think we all need to hear that because unbelief would love to have its way with us, to creep inside and affect the heart. So we need to take responsibility, take the promises of God and the truths of God and the realities of God. And if we're not taking these, if we're not taking the word that he's spoken over us, and speaking it into us and getting it into us to flow to the heart, then tonight it's very simple. We need to know that it's time for this to change. Because if we're honest with ourselves, if we're not doing this, it is affecting our flow. It is affecting our function. It's affecting our health. It's affecting our Christian walk. It's affecting our relationship to the church. It's affecting relationship with brothers and sisters. It's affecting even our connection with the Lord. It's affecting relationship with the Lord. When we start to let doubt creep in, We're doubting the Lord. We're questioning the Lord, questioning his faithfulness. It's okay to pour your heart out before the Lord. David shows us that. We've got to let faith begin to rise within us. To where all those misconceptions are driven out. The unbelief is gone. Let's stand tonight. It's going to lift up this song. We'll pray tonight. If you know that things need to change and need to make a decision, even though things might seem like they're going great, and perhaps they are going great, even if we already are doing this, let's continue and let's keep it up. But if you know that you have not been getting the right thing flowing inside of you, even beyond this place, because this only happens so many times a week and then we're out there on our own, living life, doing life. If we haven't been attending to this, getting the promises, the truths, the realities of God into us, and if our faith levels are low, we know what needs to change tonight. Let's just make a commitment in his presence.